0: Welcome to the Remove the Guesswork podcast. We bring you a ten-minute episode every single week to give you everything you need to optimize your well-being. The show is brought to you by Bodyshot Performance. They use technology and science-based solutions to create happy, healthy, and resilient teams. Find out more at bodyshotperformance.com. And now, here's your host, Leanne Spencer.
1: Hey, Welcome back to the show. And in this episode, I'd like to tell you the story of how I went from being burnt out 10 years ago to running a thriving business that helps other people to get out of burnout and, and really focus on performance and not perfection. And I get asked a lot as well, how did I get into this? Um, what, what's the story? What's the journey, as it were? So that's, that's the story I'm going to tell you today. And I guess I knew that my career in the city was over. When I walked across London Bridge on a very gray, nondescript, bland afternoon in March of 2012. Now prior to that, I'd worked in the city for about 10 years. And initially, I was excited about you know working in the city of London. I loved the lifestyle, I loved the prestige, I loved the money. I liked everything that came with that, um, and had a good time. As the years progressed, I found that I was getting less excitement out of it. I wasn't bothered about the lifestyle or the prestige and the money. Well, the more you earn, the more you spend. It just just didn't feel as good anymore. Also, I found that I was starting to be a bit jaded with the glorification of essentially, for many people, what was alcohol abuse The bravado and the machoism of, you know, I I won't get out of bed unless the deal's worth 50 grand. There was a lot of lack of authenticity for me personally, Um, and I feel perhaps for others, but I can only really truly speak for myself. This lack of authenticity in what I was doing. You know, how did I get here as a, a career as an account director in the city of London? Is this really what I want to be doing? Also a lack of fulfilment that was connected very much with a lack of authenticity. I didn't feel as though I was really fulfilling my purpose in any stretch of the imagination, possibly fulfilling the purpose of the various different companies that I work for by selling their market data into banks and audit and accountancy firms and so on. But for me, not a lot of personal fulfilment at all. And I felt a little bit like Sisyphus. If any of you know the Greek myth of Sisyphus, which is that Sisyphus was punished and his punishment was to roll a boulder up the hill and just let it roll back down again, up and down, up and down. And, you know, whilst you may think, look, you're being paid well, all you've got to do is hit a sales number and you get paid a bonus. And then, yeah, okay, you start again at the beginning of the following month. But it did feel very Sisyphean in nature. Uh, and that was really a reflection on just how jaded I'd become with the whole thing. But then it started to get deeper than that. And I st- really started to feel... I would say a light level of depression. I've spent a lot of time watching the clock in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen, wishing the day away, the week away, the month away. Rolling from paycheck to paycheck, and feeling stressed, feeling tired, feeling irritable. Really starting to feel quite burnt out. And the way that I was medicating against these feelings of lack of authenticity and fulfillment and and stress was by drinking alcohol. The classic thing. The thing that I you know, started to become very jaded with. I started to drink, I I will be honest, I'd always up to that point been a fairly heavy drinker by most people's standard, but I really started to go into it. So drinking anything from a bottle and a half of wine to possibly even double that a day, every single day for a decade, a baseline minimum of a bottle and a half of wine. In the same way that now I get up and I have a couple of weak coffees and get, get on with my day, uh, that's what I would do just to maintain a level, a level playing field inside my own head, really. So it was really those increasing levels of unhappiness and that, that increasing amount of alcohol and all the other things that I've talked about that led me to be crossing the bridge in March of 2012, feeling as though something profound has to change. And the real, the the kind of the rock bottom, if you like, or or what actually spurred me into thinking that was that I'd left a sales meeting on that Friday afternoon where I was expecting to get a big deal. And as soon as I got my coat off and sat down and cradled this steaming hot cup of, uh, of coffee, of vending machine coffee, the client said to me, we won't be needing the data. So I knew straight away as I walked back over that bridge that, you know, it was going to be a very hard year if I was going to stay doing what I was doing. So I walked over the bridge, I got on the train, I squeezed myself into the carriage, ignoring the smell of people's breath and body odour and, and walked home at the other side and stood in front of the mirror and took a good hard look at myself. And what I saw there was someone who was chronically abusing alcohol, at least two stone overweight and burnt out. And it was at that point I realised something you have got to do something drastic here so what i did was spent the weekend drinking wine and thinking about what that drastic thing was going to be and by sunday i'd hit upon it i'm going to resign i'm literally going to do something completely different so i emailed that resignation monday morning i get a call from my boss it was accepted a little too quickly perhaps it was accepted and by friday i'd been back in the office handed back my laptop my blackberry my pass I had nothing to go to, nothing in the bank, but I was free. I was able to make any decision I wanted about my next step. So I took some time out to rest to recover. I also went through some steps to give up alcohol, something I haven't touched since the 1st of April, 2012. And I thought, what is it that I'm really interested in? It's really the intersection of two things. Business, which I've always loved, I've always been very interested in business, but also health, even though the way I was living wasn't healthy at all. And that was some of the resistance that I was feeling. I, I, did, I did just have a desire to do something about, about health. And, and intersecting those two things, health and business, is when I got to personal training. I thought that is something that you can combine and get off and do pretty much within a few weeks. So I retrained as a PT and learn a huge amount about health and well-being from podcasts, from books, uh, from practical experience, from working with other people, from gaining many, many, many qualifications in exercise and nutrition. And that's where Body Shop Performance has grown from. We started off as a personal training company. We then became a coaching company, and we are now a company that works with organizations to create happy, healthy, and resilient teams. But During that process, I learned some really, really valuable stuff that I do want to share with you. And that is that you can't carry on living life at such a fast pace. You can't keep encountering so much resistance in your life. Um, I I felt resistance in just about everything I was doing. And it's so much energy to pull against that resistance that at some point, you just have to drop the rope and accept that you aren't going to compete with that, that force anymore. But also I realized that I'd been ignoring all the signals, all the red flags that the body sends. Um, And it does, you know, the body keeps the score. It will send signals to slow down or stop or change, take a different direction. But I think we've just got really, really good at ignoring those signs. And that's something that we definitely need to change. Now, I'm a huge sports fan. I love tennis and boxing in particular. And I was thinking a bit about the tennis circuit in particular because boxers, heavyweight boxers, or most boxers fight maybe two or three times a year. So they're very good at recovering. They know to take their foot off the gas and let their bodies rest and rebuild. Tennis players have a very, very punishing circuit to take part in. But even at that elite level, they still understand that they need to recover, double down on their sleep, their nutrition, their hydration before they get ready for their next match or their next tournament. All sports people are pretty good at this; they understand that recovery is as important as training or recovery is as important as effort so that's when, from a business point of view we we really hit gold. you know we created this business athlete concept um, it's a four step methodology predict, prepare, perform, recover, predict what are the big events coming up for you. prepare for them, double down like an athlete would on the important things like sleep and nutrition and generally having a bit of fun before you have to perform, which is the third step. Then make sure you know your non-negotiables, that you can see in advance what's going to need to happen for you to perform at your very, very best. And everything goes into that. And then the fourth step is recover. Once that performance element is done, take a step back, recover. And that is the, I'm going to touch on it super briefly, something I think that I've been talking a lot about recently on the podcast that I think we really need to to focus in on. How can we see ourselves as agile business athletes? How can we emulate what athletes do so that we get optimal health and longevity in our personal lives and through everything that we do personally and professionally? So I'm going to talk a lot more about this in future, but I would love your thoughts. Let me know. Um, firstly, if I can give you any advice. Um, but secondly, what you think of that methodology. You know, Do you see yourself as a business athlete? Has this been a powerful message for you? So thank you very much for listening as always. Please share away with anyone who needs to hear this and stay healthy. All the very best for now.
0: To find out more about what Leanne and the team at Body Shop Performance do for companies, head over to www.bodyshopperformance.com. While you're there, why not take our Wellbeing at Work scorecard and find out how your business measures up in four key areas of well-being. Well-being strategy and aspirations, well-being resources and training, energy and motivation, leadership and values. Thanks for listening and see you next week.